Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. Super excited today uh, to bring you a really cool activity. Like if I was in the classroom, I'd drop everything that I was doing and implement this immediately. So excited for our friends, Joe, Janelle, uh, to talk about what was their ideas and limited that they're now sharing um, with with our listeners and super pumped about it. So before we get into it, though, uh, Joe and Janelle, will you introduce um, yourselves and, and tell our listeners a little bit about where you teach and some background information about your program? I can go first. Uh, so hi, I'm Janelle Huners. I teach at Lake Park Audubon High School. This is my fourth year teaching overall and my first year there. I'm starting their program back after it's been dormant, I would say, for uh, 13-ish years. Um, so it's very exciting to be starting their ag program and FFA up again. Uh, I see about 150 students in a year in total. Uh, and went to the University of Minnesota for my undergrad, and I'm going to North Dakota State University for my master's program. I clapped because <laughs> go Bison, except for we're recording this on Sunday, and the Jackrabbits won in Frisco. It's a whole thing. And don't worry, leading up to this game, my husband had to re-watch the game from literally a year ago um, where they beat the bison so um it's been it's been a sad day in my house for me at least that sounds like cruel and unusual like torture to put yourself through that it is it definitely is all right joe tell our listeners a little bit a little bit about you uh hey everyone i'm joe ramstead i am a um, high school agriculture education teacher in Rockford, Minnesota, which is about half an hour west of the Twin Cities area. Um, this is my fifth year of teaching overall. Um, and within our program, we have two teachers. Uh, we have a middle school, uh, high school split teacher, and then I teach the high school um, only this year. Um, and we have approximately between the middle school and high school, I would say we have around 500 students in an agriculture education class each year. That's crazy. I and just like all the stuff I see Joe posting too on Facebook about your program, like how much you're able to accomplish is I don't know, just blows me away every single time. So um props to you and and excited to have both Janelle and Joe on the podcast today to talk about something that um I've been creeping on for a while on Aga Discussion Lab, and it always gets such good response every time um, you kind of post about it. So um, I'm excited to hear more about it and kind of be walked through, like, you know, what the activity is. So just to start out with, kind of introduce your activity with your um, Who Done It Ag Mysteries. Uh, I can start by kind of explaining how it kind of came into fruition of like Joe and I, like, summertime and we're just kind of racking our brains because we're feeling a little bit like all right 
we're going through the same kind of motions of like the first day of school you think of like what's that first day of school look like and it's usually like you're going over expectations and like a syllabus and things like that and you're kind of structuring the class starting to do that and we were feeling just a little I think run down a little bit from that so we're trying to think of like a cool activity that would both kind of engage our students but also uh, touch be able to be used in different uh, classes whether it's in animal science the shop setting plant science things like that and so that's how our idea really kind of came about that's kind of the background joe do you want to talk a little bit more about what the activity is sure and um as you know said we initially started with a few um i or a few different escape activities or mystery activities if you will um when the idea first kind of came about it was actually during the covid summer when we came up with this idea um so it's been kind of fun to see it evolve and uh grow over the years um, so the activity is pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, I know sometimes when we hear escape room or murder mystery, we think, wow, this is a lot to, to put together and organize. It really is as simple the way that we have it organized. Um, we have a resource that we'll share a little bit later with everyone, um, where you can access all of the different mysteries. And like Janelle said, there's one for each AFNR pathway. Um, so you're able to select it and use it as a beginning of school year activity or if you're teaching like an intro to egg class, um, it could be at the beginning of your, your animal science unit or your plant science unit as an attention getter um, to kind of see what kids already know about the topic and to kind of um, get kids excited and re-energized, if you will. Works great, honestly, after a, a break um, or a couple of days off from school to get them interacting with one another. But essentially what happens is you pick the mystery that you'd like, you print it out, and we have nice little slips that are available um, for you to, to cut out. Um, and you provide students with slips depending on how many um, students you have in the class. So I believe most of them have between 25 and 30. So if you have a smaller class, you can double up um, the slips for students, or if you have a larger class, they can they can also share as well. Um, and the way I do it in my classroom is students are not allowed to show each other what their slips of paper say. They have to get up and walk around the room and engage with one another um, to kind of build the answers to the questions. And each of the mysteries has about five questions that they're trying to answer. Um, those are provided for you on the resource as well, along with answers to the questions. And I personally like to write the questions up on the board so students have no question as to what they're trying to accomplish. Um, and they can walk around the room, engage with each other, um, build that relationship, and also work to kind of solve this mystery. And sometimes the clues are going to be super helpful to figuring out the answers. Other times they might be distractions. So they have to kind of sift through and figure out um, as a group. And then after the, the, um, answers have been revealed and the students are confident, they share them out with the teacher. Um, and if they're right, congrats, you did it, awesome. And if not, um, you can tell them which ones are wrong or what I like to do usually is say, nope, that is not correct. And they have to figure out which one is wrong for themselves and go back to the drawing board. Um, and once they've escaped, then you can um, have a discussion about, you know, how does this connect to our class? How does this connect to working together in, in our, our class as teammates this year? Um, and you can go a lot of different directions with it, which is kind of the beauty of it. Well, and, and the way I use it ahead. is actually pretty different than how Joe uses it. He gives his clues to every single student and they have to get up and walk a room. And I actually divide them up into like groups of three to five in their table groups and they get all the clues there and they have to work as like a table group uh, to solve the mystery there. So what's nice is that you can kind of make this activity work uh, 
for what works in your classroom realistically. I also have really found I enjoy the fact that since I do this generally on the first day with all my classes, it really allows me to kind of gauge my students as far as like, okay, we're going to actually start going through expectations tomorrow. What do I really need to hit on with this group? Is this a really chatty group and we need to talk about it? Are they constantly asking me to go to the bathroom or just things like that like so it tells me informs me like does this class need a seating chart what do I really need to highlight when we're going through expectations and syllabus things um so it's been cool to see how that informs me on the first day with that group too well and what what came to mind immediately was you know back when escape rooms and the the breakout boxes were huge they're fun right there's a time and a place but for some people, that was a turnoff because they either didn't have the equipment or um, the the time to set up. And I I did a lot of them and it worked for my classroom because I taught a much smaller you know number of students. Um, but Janelle and Joe, you come from two very different schools and this this activity works for both of you. Um, and the prep isn't as labor intensive as, um, an actual breakout box uh, and you can do it with multiple classes um, and so the limitations that a breakout box had um, you don't obviously have here which um, I think makes it able to be implemented by virtually anybody um, which is really cool so let's talk brief about um, like the engagement part of it do you do anything special I mean you have the different pathways but do you do anything to like hype up this activity? Um, I mean, obviously there's clues that um, are accurate clues and there's clues that um, kind of get them, um, you know, in a dead end. But other than that, what other items do you do to help make this activity engaging for your students? I think one of the biggest things is you can decorate your classroom. Um, I know at my last school, I had a bunch of caution tape that I just kind of had in one of the cabinets that I found when I was doing some summer cleaning. So we did some caution tape. Um, so when kids walk in on the first day of school or that first day of a unit and they see the caution tape, they're like, well, what are we doing? Um, so you can do that. And then on Canva, um, I've also put together a couple of like displays or like presentation screens that you can have up on your your interactive board or your tv um to, to kind of set the stage so and the names kind of have a fun ring to them like the murder of henrietta like that's a chicken so um we have like a crime scene kind of vibe uh presentation screen that we've used um and it's really just however much you want to get into it like some people i know are not as into that and they're making the room like super set up and they just don't have time to do that and that's totally fine as well because the the activity gets them engaged pretty well um throughout the class period as well we've seen pictures of people actually bringing in chickens or plants um or putting actual specimen in the classroom too which is kind of fun as well yeah i really enjoyed seeing like because we have both it and like seeing the response on like social media like seeing what, how other people decorate the classrooms like yeah I remember seeing like a picture someone posted and they brought in chickens and like really like went all out with their decoration but even something as simple like when we first made this activity um like the clues were just little like strips mm -hmm. of paper and since like something as simple as going from that to these cards that like I've laminated and they kind of gamify it a little bit more because they kind of resemble a playing card 
uh, and there's a little bit of graphic design to them. And so something as simple as that, I think, is even engaging uh, to the students. And always they always are loving when I can bring in, out the prize bin. And, and so I usually am just like, all right, first group that wins gets crack at the prize bin. Um, so that's how I yeah. engage students with it. But I love seeing all the like decorations that like ev everyone does with it. It's always yeah. Cool it, it, I mean, it really just sounds like a one size fits all type of activity, um, which isn't always the case. Uh, even music is really simple. So if you are not the one to dress up or decorate your room or any of that, or maybe you're simply like me and you're driving to school um, and you're going to do this activity in 30 minutes, um, no judgment. You maybe don't have these supplies laying around, but you could print this and, and rock and roll. Simple music in the background and just being exciting uh, and having some fun with kids is just as engaging too. Um, before Brianna asked the next question, you, you mentioned the name of one of them. Do they all have fun names? Can you just list off like, um, and maybe you need to pull this up. I don't expect you to have them all memorized. Um, the names of some of them. So everyone listening can kind of get, okay, well, there's Henrietta. So maybe like an animal science, what other versions have you created here? Yeah, maybe. No, I really put you on the spot. I have a list I just pulled up. <laughs> so we have uh, agribusiness systems is who stole the money. So that's a, a case study that we have with uh, Compure Financial, which is an agribusiness, at least in the Midwest. Um, the other thing I'll mention too before I keep reading these is you can customize them. Um, we provided links to the editable canvas and also editable Google Docs if you prefer Google Docs to edit on. Um, so you could replace like Miss Juners or Mr. Ramstead with your name or with the name of another individual in your school. And that also kind of hypes up the engagement. So um, anyways, we have the Who Stole the Money, Agar Business, uh, The Murder of Henrietta, um, Who Started the Fire is our natural resources one, uh, Poison Patrol for food systems, uh, Death of a Sales Plant for plant systems, uh, safety sabotage for power structural and technical systems. And then we have uh, Dr. Doolittle's uh, mystery for another bonus animal systems one as well. Stop it. Like, is this not the coolest thing ever? As soon as like you said agribusiness, I was like, okay, we all have that class where it's really hard to make fun. And I just, I feel that's agribusiness. And I know there's people out there that they just love that. Not me. So how fun to start an agribusiness class either after a break or this is your first day activity doing something cool like this. I don't know. Um, Brianna, I, you probably would have used the wildlife one um, in one of your classes. I just think these are cool. I'll just, Brianna, you take it away. Yeah, well, and I love that there's, like one for almost every class. I mean, I'm sure someone teaches something super specialty that isn't covered in these, but um, I think that's the, the downside to some of the breakout boxes sometimes. It's like, oh, this is really cool, but it's, you know, it's for animal science and I don't teach that. Or like, you know, it's specific to one class. And I love that you guys have kind of um, like branched out and, and kind of have a lot of these classes covered. So that being said, do you feel like there's a certain age group or grade level that these work best in or I know Joe you kind of mentioned like you could do it with your intro to ag students depending on you know the unit but have you done it with older kids or middle school you know how does that kind of look 
I teach uh, seven through seven through twelve, and I would say like yeah, it's doable with all of those grade levels. I will say in my experience when I've done this with my middle school students, those seventh and eighth graders, they usually just need a little more scaffolding and a little more help along the way. Um, that usually looks like me being like maybe you should start trying to figure out the time. Like there's two clues here that will tell you what the correct time is. Um, Cause sometimes it's just that mental hurdle of getting started. And so usually with, with most of these, I would say actually is um, the time one is usually the first one to be figured out and the easiest to figure out. Um, and it can start to fall together after that. And so that's a way that I can kind of scaffold that activity for them. Um, also just like removing as many clues so it's not as overwhelming of a process. Um, so I think it's rather doable for most grade levels. I think when you get to those middle school levels, you just need to provide a little bit more support for those students. I personally have done it seven through 12. Um, and I would agree with what Janelle said. We also have heard rumblings of some post-secondary people using it as well with um, teacher prep program as well. So um, it can be done literally anywhere with an AGAP, which is really awesome to see. I love that. Um, so let's, let's talk about the other spaces that this could be. I mean, we mentioned after a break, you know, start a school, have you paired or maybe seen someone that has paired this with a lesson either to get them engaged? Um, you know, you're, I've not seen you know, all of the resources, but have you done this as, as a start into a unit to kind of get them talking about a certain topic or seeing others do it that way? I personally just used it on the first day of school. That just seems to be what works best for me. Um, but I've definitely seen others. I think Joe included is one that uses that as an introduction to like a unit, like uh, into the animal science unit or the plant science unit. So definitely have seen it happen before, but I mainly use it on the first day of school. Yeah, I've used it personally in my intro to A class. Uh, I don't teach intro to A currently, but um, in the past I have used like the food science one, for instance, at the beginning of our food safety lesson, our food science unit. Um, just as a way to build engagement or, I mean, sometimes you're, you're, you don't want to start a unit on a Friday, like personally, like I don't like doing that. So it's kind of a nice like end of week um, filler, if you will. Um, and then you can have the conversation and maybe start like introducing some of the concepts so that when they come back on Monday or the following day that you're in school, they're refreshed and kind of uh, ready to be in the mindset of what you're going to be talking about. Are the different activities unique enough that you could do multiple in like an intro to ag class? So like you could do it with your animal science unit and then you could do it with your food safety unit and like kind of you like spread them out throughout the entire year or are they pretty similar? Yes, they are pretty unique. I will say um, I think there's a couple of them where the times are the same or things like that, but kids never remember the answers really, like, especially if they're like two months apart. So um, yes, I have done it like three of them in the class before and it worked great. And kids, especially in like an intro to A class, they will understand the process then. And it goes even smoother the more that you do it. Um, in fact, I've even done it too, where they've done the same mystery, like two years later or a year later, and they remember doing it, but they don't remember the answers either. So it's perfect because then it's, it's still getting them engaged and thinking about it as well. So, yeah, that oh, same, go, sorry. 
sorry. They all follow that same format, I would say, which actually is helpful for like students if you have the multiple classes or multiple um, years, which I definitely have a lot of students that I see multiple times a day. So I'm usually pretty strategic as far as like what uh, theme I pick for each class. So that's something to consider too. If you are a teacher that sees students multiple times a day is how are you picking what classes do which activity? So the, our show notes will have a bunch of these resources and, and you shared them on other platforms as well. So if, if you're listening and you're on Aga Discussion Lab, you can find it there too. But uh, we will have all the resources that they've referenced um, in our show notes. Can one of you just kind of list, you've mentioned a few of the, th the things, but what can listeners expect to see in the resources? Just a laundry list of um, items. Absolutely. So in the document that you will have access to, you will see a brief overview of how the activity works and the steps that you need to do it. Um, you'll see a description or description of how you can make it practical or adaptable to your program. Um, and then there's a QR code and a link that you can access. Um, and in that link, you will see a Google folder um, that contains a variety of materials, including PDF files of the uh, instruction sheets with the answers to each of the different mysteries, along with the, the printable codes or the clues, excuse me. Um, you will also see um, Google Docs templates that you can use if you want to edit on Google Docs instead of Canva. You also have access to some links on Canva where you can make a copy of the different mysteries and edit them on Canva. Um, and then you'll also see a link to standards crosswalks. So if you're a school um, that references standards, at least for um, AFNR standards, we've linked them to the different standards for the pathways. Um, and I know only one state is Minnesota, but we have them linked to Minnesota standards as well um, for any Minnesota listeners. Um, and then we also have the um, slides that we use to present the idea for the Ideas Unlimited competition and at NAAE at our conference uh, presentation, um, all available in that Google folder. So you'll have a variety of different resources to check out um, and use. I love that you guys have crosswalked them with standards too, because um, so often we find these cool activities and I mean, when I taught my school wasn't like, I didn't have to post them anywhere, but I know um, some teachers do. And so um, that's really cool that you guys have like kind of done the extra step to make sure that those are included I mean, they, in there. They thought of everything. Right. Like, literally everything. I As I was listening, I was like, oh, it would have been cool if, and then Joe said it. And I was like, just kidding. They've already thought of it. Um, and you guys, you have to, it's the cutest, like they made everything look so nice. And Janelle, I, I want to circle back to something that you said, because I think everyone needs to hear it. When you started this, you said they were just slips of paper and you just did it and it wasn't pretty, but you did it. Right. And then you started to develop this and you spent time. Um, but it was, I guarantee you still just as impactful, even when it wasn't pretty. Um, but I want to recognize both of you because the amount of time that you spent to create this and now you're just sharing it with anyone um is really huge um because this isn't just one activity i mean i don't can you estimate how many hours you've spent 
Do you have any estimation on how many hours? Too many hours. You probably it's probably good you don't know the the amount of hours spent to make this really great resource for for teachers. Um, and so first and foremost, thank you for that. Um, because we've all been that teacher where we found something really cool and we're like, thank God for this person. Um, and you're hopefully saving someone's lessons, lesson plans in the near future. Uh, cause I, you would be saving mine. Um, and I plan to share this with my teachers because it's so cool. Now what's on the horizon? Like, this isn't a question we planned, but I just know the two of you. So like, is there another one coming? Like, have you thought of another pathway? Like, Joe, is there like a Parley Pro one? I mean, if there's not, there should be. So have you thought of other versions of this? Or are we done here and just thinking about creating magic in another way? I like the Parley idea. That's great my students are talking about parley and that would be great for them to maybe get interested into it but i don't know i think we've been really like the last gosh what has it been two and a half ish years since we like initially made the first one and so we've spent a considerable time just like perfecting that initial activity making the new ones updating things uh so we spent a lot of time like really trying to perfect this activity and so uh, maybe now that it feels like it's actually like a final product so to speak we can see what comes up I feel like we usually like in the summer is when we kind of have these brainchild type moments where we're just kicking around ideas of like they're usually born out of some frustration of something like I mentioned earlier <laughs> with how this came to fruition so I'm sure there will be some type of activity maybe another murder mystery or some mystery maybe something else but I'm probably it'll be born out of some like problem that we're trying to to solve <laughs> yeah I guess we haven't really had conversations about um additional mysteries but if there is feedback of oh we teach this and it's not in there like I'm sure we would definitely entertain it and kind of coming from this angle as well like just like with anything the more you do it the easier it gets to make like I think mm -hmm. when you ask the question about how much time it took like Janelle and I spent a lot of time on that first and second one but once we had a system down like it was pretty easy to plug and chug and, and make them and diversify them to the different pathways um so yeah we're definitely open for suggestions I think a partly one would be kind of fun so maybe we will do that one um but if I there's just had to put it See, now, now you're going to not stop thinking about it. So I can't oh. wait to see it. <laughs> you know, watch for it. It's going to come. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're always open for suggestions and ideas. Um, and I, I really enjoy doing the escape rooms as well. And I, I do a couple of them in my animal science and my horticulture classes. But um, like we had mentioned previously, like those are usually very specific and niche and also require a lot of tools mm -hmm. and resources set up like this is awesome because anyone can literally use it with zero dollars as long as you have access to a printer um and scissors so it's it's pretty nice and it, it's really one of those things where you can just grab it and go mm -hmm. um and not have to really worry about prepping too much so yeah well and I think it's something too like it's so fun as a first day of school activity because I mean there's been things that I've done with my students before and they've said like oh we just did this last hour in math or you know like some sort of version of it or 
you know, maybe I've done it before with them and I forgot that I did it like some lab or whatever. And so it's always nice having something new and innovative and the kids haven't seen it before and it's um, relatively easy to put put together and set up. So um, I'm sure yeah, a lot of people are thinking you wanna, about their guys. Do you want to tell the story of how you did the same lab with a group of students two years in a row, but they were too kind to tell you? <laughs> they <laughs> yeah, just did I it. I did the Oreo lab with the same group of students twice. And um, when we got to the end and we were asking the reflection questions, they had like such good answers. And I was like, you guys are killing it. Like, how did you have such great responses? And they were like, well, we actually did this last year, but <laughs> isn't that so sweet of yeah. them? Well, they, they wanted Oreos too, but they, they were like, we didn't have the heart to tell you. So <laughs> we did it again. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, they're food-motivated. They wanted those Oreos. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, no, everyone needed to know that because, yeah, we laugh about that. We laugh at, I laugh at Brianna about that for, well, years. Um. Okay, so supplies needed. Joe already handled that. You're going to go to the resources in our show notes. You're going to look at all of their stuff. And it's just, it's like a print and cut out. And there's no locks. There's no boxes. There's no fancy props less is more sometimes um and so it's all in the show notes uh for you all listening um and hopefully now that you know we put a bug in joe's ear he'll now start thinking about a parley pro one um if people have questions and they want to reach out um share how they did it how fun it was for their kids or just have questions implementing it how um how should they reach out to you I'm pretty reachable on the socials or email. Um, I'm pretty, I don't have a very common name. So usually if you type in my full name, it pops up on whatever you're on, like Facebook or Instagram. So if you search Janelle Huners, I usually pop up and I'm pretty responsive on those as well. Otherwise, my email is J, uh, is also JanelleHuners at gmail.com. So pretty simple across the board. Um, pretty similar for me. Um, I Facebook is Joe Ramstead. Um, Instagram, my username is, is there a second? <laughs> so you can catch me on there. Destiny um, that there needs to exactly. be a Parley Pro one. <laughs> um, and then my email um, is in the resource file as well. So feel free to reach out uh, that way. Um, always happy to help uh, brainstorm or just talk about the activity or just other ideas as well. That's my, like, if that could be a hobby, I'm not in the classroom anymore. I still keep a list, like a note on my phone with activities that I, you know, in my free time or I'm going to write. Um, And so I think people need to be reminded, this is a, you guys do not teach at the same school. You had a problem and you got together and solved it and you created something for both of your classrooms um, we were just talking in last week's podcast about, uh, it was national FFA week, but we discussed Brian and I about how, you know, sometimes get, get your teacher bestie together on zoom or on the phone, whatever FaceTime and just get together and start making something together, like, or tag team it, you know, Brianna could handle one thing and I could handle another. And this, like, this is literally an example of that. 
And it was their, your ideas unlimited and you won that right for region three, which, you know, congrats to you on that too, but um, pretty cool that you were able to submit that together. So mm -hmm. yeah, if you make that with, with your, your ag teacher bestie, like why not submit an application together um, for ideas unlimited too? Yeah. Is there a rule? Like maybe you should just, you could also write it with other egg teacher friends from across the country. I don't know if that's a rule. I mean, you can do that. I don't know if it could be an ideas unlimited, but maybe someone should just do that and just see if they've thought of that before. Um, you could get your, what is it? A podcast we listen to, they call it Midwesty besties. So, you know, our, us Midwest people, we could get together and, you know, write that partly pro one. So uh, anyway, but no one could tell by every time we said, you know, ag, ag teacher, um that we're all from the midwest so every time like Joe yeah would say, for hey, sure hey. <laughs> like, I would they're just probably laugh. like oh this is so hard to listen to their <laughs> accent yeah uh <laughs> but yep anyway so they got some great resources check out our our show notes for those uh janelle and joe thanks so much for being here with us we really appreciate it uh, and like always like here by the owl podcast on facebook and instagram and if you have a future topic idea or you want to be a guest on the show, we would love to have you. Thanks for listening.